Good morning, everyone. We are glad to have so many of our young friends in the room with us. We're super, super pumped about that. Uh, for those of you who are just getting here or joining online a little later, I want to let you know that this is our Kids Commissioning Sunday. So we have a whole bunch of kiddos in the room. They're joining us today. And because this is our opportunity to send them out, many of them are starting school tomorrow, although some of them have already started school earlier in the week. We are so Glad that you have the opportunity to be with us. Again, if you are online, you get to fully participate. So your kiddos can be in the room with you, uh, and we're glad that we have this opportunity. Now, we are all sent, we already said this, but we're all sent out at every age, but we're specifically focusing on those people who are heading to school. We recognize that it is not Christianity of following Jesus and the body of Christ is not something you graduate into after you finish high school or college or when you become an adult. It is actually something that you are a part of right now. And so we want to make sure that all of us have this understanding of what this whole thing is about. So that's what it's going to be about today. Sending out, what are we sent to, all of that different stuff. But we got to get started by first making sure we know the people who are around us. Now, I know that some of you guys are sitting with your families, which is great. But if you have some additional people around you or you have your little immediate cluster, that's fine. I'm going to give you an opportunity to share a little bit about yourself. And this is going to be your team for today, okay? So you want to make sure that you have someone on your team. I'm going to have you in your group share your name and your favorite kids movie. Now you may have a favorite movie that is not a kids movie, but today you're gonna share your favorite kids movie. All right, ready? So the people around you, name, favorite kids movie, go. I love to watch trailers because it tells you what's coming up. It gives you a taste of what the entire movie is going to be about. Now here's the secret I wanna tell you about. The secret is that every single one of us is a movie trailer for a big, great movie. Like, it's the best movie ever made. Do you, I'm gonna tell you what this movie is called. The movie is called The Kingdom of Heaven. Now, you might think that that sounds really strange, but let me tell you the plot of this movie, and then I'm gonna tell you how you are a movie trailer for this great movie. The movie starts this way. At the very beginning of time, there was a place that was perfect. It was the kingdom of heaven, and it was here on earth, existing in the Garden of Eden. Now, this place was perfect. I mean, everything was perfect. You had enough of anything you ever wanted. What's something that you want enough of? Someone raise your hand. Javi. Marshmallows. You didn't raise your hand, but that was so good, Sebas. Yes. All right, what's one thing that you had enough of that's not marshmallows? Oh my gosh, friends and other sugary stuff. What's something we had enough of? What? Video games, enough video games, and you never turn into a zombie. Anything you had enough of? Mommy and daddy, yes. In fact, in this place that is heaven, all of our relationships are perfect. So there's no arguing with your sibling. There's no frustration with your parents. There's no uh, shame from God. I mean, between you and God, you don't experience any shame. Everything is completely perfect. It's all good. And you know what else? There's no sickness. There's no pain. There's no suffering. Nobody dies. It's 
perfect. And this is the kingdom of heaven. And it was perfect. And God created it. And then he created humans to live in it. And it was awesome. But do you know what happened after that? There were some humans and we kind of said like, ooh, I don't really know that God has the best for me. I don't really know that I should trust him to make all of the rules. I mean, I know he's the king of this kingdom, but I'd really like to be the king of my own kingdom. And so what humans did is they said, I want to set up my own rules. I want to decide what is right and what is wrong. Has this ever happened to you? That some adult, maybe like your parent or your teacher, said like, hey, here's what you're supposed to do to stay safe and be um, stay safe and stay with all the things that you need. And you've kind of said, hmm. I think I know a better way. I think I know a better way, and I'm going to choose something else. Raise your hand if that's ever happened to you. Okay, everyone, like kid or adult, this should be, your hand should be in the air, because we've all done this. We've all sort of said, I hear that those are the rules, but I'd really rather make up my own rules. I hear that that's how the kingdom of heaven is supposed to be, but I'd like the kingdom of me. Because sometimes we really like the kingdom of me better than the kingdom of heaven. And when that happened, when we rebelled against God and we tried to set up our own kingdom, sure enough, we did set up our own kingdom. And there was this divide between heaven and earth that existed. And all of a sudden, the place that was perfect where there was enough of everything, all of a sudden wasn't perfect anymore. And it didn't have enough of everything anymore. And so as a consequence, some of the things that were in earth were like there wasn't enough of stuff. Name something there's not enough of. Drea. Medicine. What? There's something that's not enough of, Roger. Kindness. There's not enough. Uh, Harper. Praying. Good. There's a lack of connection between us and God. There's a divide between us. Jay. Resources, like natural resources in order to do the things that we want to do. Uh, Livy. Dinosaurs. There are not enough dinosaurs anymore. Absolutely. All of these sorts of things, there's just not enough of them. And now there is sickness and there's death and there's fighting and there's sadness and it's just no good. But do you know what? We serve a loving God. He did not want to, and, and there's still a part, here I have to say this little part, there was still a part where heaven still overlapped with earth, because God didn't want to leave us completely alone, you can't completely kick God out of his creation, and so there were still places we could experience God. In the Old Testament, they call this the temple or the tabernacle. It was a place where you could go into the presence of God and be near him and experience him. But God said, I love my world way too much to leave it fractured like this. Like, I don't want it to be separated anymore. I want to bring it back together. I want heaven and earth to merge together. I want my kingdom to be here in the presence of all the people once again. And so God does this thing where he sends his son to earth. We're told in the book of John this, that the word, which is a fancy word for Jesus, became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Isn't that a funny way to say it? Has anybody ever had somebody new move into their neighborhood? Just raise your hand. 
Right. Somebody new comes to the neighborhood and all of a sudden you're looking out the window. Who is it? Do they have any kids my age? Do they have any kids my kids age that we might now be best friends? Right. Like all the things you're trying to see who moved into the neighborhood. How does this change everything? And when Jesus was sent into our neighborhood, into our spaces, into earth, it changed everything. Jesus was sent to earth basically to make this merger of heaven and earth unstoppable. That the kingdom of heaven could come to earth and nothing could stop it. It's almost like Jesus came to karate chop all of the bad things out of earth. And Jesus did this by doing this great thing. He did a show and tell. He told them about how great the kingdom was. And then he showed them how great the kingdom was. First, he told them that in this kingdom, there was enough food, and there was enough money, and there was enough resources, and there was enough love for everyone. And then he showed them by feeding 5,000 people, and then 4,000 people, and then anybody who had need. He, he sort of met their needs in that space. He'd tell them about how the kingdom of heaven was filled with love and belonging, and everyone had a seat in this kingdom. Everyone had a place. Everyone belonged. And then he showed them by hanging out with the tax collectors and the people who everyone thought were bad by the outcasts of society, the people who didn't have any friends. And he said, listen, if that's how it is in heaven, in my kingdom, that's how it's going to be here on earth. He told everyone about a kingdom that had no boundaries, like there was no end to it. And then he demonstrated it and showed them it by conquering life and death so that he could bring the world of heaven and earth together. And so Jesus lived like we could never live for ourselves. He died a death that absorbed all of the icky stuff into himself. And then he came back to life to show all of us that death wasn't the end. That even when somebody dies, there is still life in this kingdom of heaven to come. And one day, you know what's going to happen? One day when Jesus comes back, these worlds, the kingdom of God is going to merge to earth again completely. And the whole earth is going to be filled with goodness of God. And we get to be a part of it. That's the really cool movie. And so when people are hurting, there's healing for them. When people are lonely, there's space for them. When people are dying, there's life for them. People don't have enough. Guess what? In God's kingdom, there is enough. And that's the big movie. And every day, you and I get to be this epic movie trailer. That when we show people and tell people about the kingdom of God, they get to watch it and they get to say, oh, I can't wait for that movie to come. I can't wait to see that in the theater. I can't wait to know more and be a part of the kingdom of God. And in the Bible, it tells us this in John chapter 20. It says, as the Father has sent me, this is Jesus talking, as the Father sent Jesus where he took on flesh and he moved into the neighborhood, I am sending you. God is wrapping you in flesh, in his spirit, and in his blood, and he's sending you into your neighborhoods, into your classroom to say, look at this movie trailer. And we have the opportunity to point 
to the kingdom of God. Now, this is what it looks like when this happens. Watch. When we're sent into our classrooms and into our neighborhood, it looks like this. We change the spaces around us. It changes everything. When we start to show and tell about this kingdom of God that has come, it changes everything. But sometimes what happens is instead we go into those spaces and we kind of keep it all to ourselves. It doesn't change the space because we kind of hold on to it. We don't really want to show and tell. We're nervous about what might happen. But as a result, the spaces around us don't change. And so God says, listen, I'm sending you into those places and I want you to show and tell about my kingdom so that they might be transformed, that they might be different. And a really cool thing happens when that happens. We become different too. And so we're going to start, we're going to learn about what it looks like to start to show and tell about the kingdom of heaven just like Jesus did. Now here's some examples of what that looks like. In the kingdom of heaven, we already talked about how there's enough for everyone. And so you and I can start showing and telling about that by making sure that there's enough for the person sitting next to us. Okay? The kingdom of heaven is about everyone having a forever home. So you and I can show and tell that by making sure that somebody else has a place to sit next to us. The kingdom of heaven is about those who are sick getting fully better. So you and I can show and tell by doing what we can to bring someone healing and comfort in that moment. Now it's your turn to think about this. So I've got two questions and you're going to talk about in your groups. But here's what's going to happen. The kid that's in the group is the one who gets to decide who answers that question. Okay, got it? So kids, you can answer it if you want. You can decide, I'm going to answer that question. But you ultimately get to be the one who decides who in the group is going to answer it for you. All right, so here's your question. And you're going to choose and you're going to answer. Whoever you choose is going to answer both of these at the same time. So the first question is, what's your favorite thing about the kingdom of heaven? And how can you show and tell about that thing, right? So we talked about how in the kingdom of heaven there's enough, and so I can show and tell about that by sharing what I have, right? Okay, so in your groups, kids decide who's going to answer. Go. Excellent. All right, I need a volunteer to come on stage. Daniel, will you come? Okay, come on up here. I need you to stand right here where this X is. Stand right there. Nope, stand. Toes on the, toes on the tape. And then turn around so I can see your back. I'm going to show them the back of your shirt. But I need, I want, here, turn this way. Just keep turning. There we go. Perfect. So we are giving out these shirts to our kiddos, and it has our rule of life. It says, bless, eat, listen, learn, scent. You did it. Thank you. It's the way that we practice and participate in this kingdom. It's the way that we have the kingdom, we practice being a part of the kingdom that already exists here on earth. When we bless other people, when we share what we have, when we speak words of encouragement to somebody, when we do an act of service to somebody else, we have the opportunity to bless them. And when we bless them, the spaces that we inhabit become more generous spaces. They become more like the kingdom of God. And when we eat with other people, when we set a place at the table, 
table next to us, when we say, hey, come be a part of, of what we're doing in this group, come be a part of what's happening here, we actually create spaces of hospitality, which is like a really fancy word for like places where people belong. And we have an opportunity to see the spaces around us become more like the kingdom of God. And that's what it looks like for us to be sent. That's what it looks like for us to be movie trailers for this big, great kingdom movie that is coming. Now, the other piece is that it said at the bottom, our other things are listen. That's listen to the Holy Spirit and learn, learn about Jesus. Those are two things that we practice because we can't possibly know how to do all of this well. It's hard to figure out when you're supposed to bless somebody, if this would be a blessing to somebody or not a blessing to somebody, when this would be the right person to invite to come over or not. We have the Holy Spirit to guide us. And we learn about Jesus because he tells us what this looks like, how it is that we can do this. So in your groups, you're going to do another question time with your adults that are there, all right? And here's what you're going to do. There's five questions. And you don't have to have everybody do all the questions. It's too many. Instead, you're going to say, I want you to do number two. I want you to do number five. And we're just going to go for a few minutes. Because our adults are going to talk about what it looks like for them to learn about Jesus and listen to the Holy Spirit. Okay, so here's your questions. How do you learn about Jesus? How should I learn about Jesus? How do you listen to the Holy Spirit? What does it sound like? What does the Holy Spirit sound like? How can I try to listen to the Holy Spirit? All right, so in your groups, go. And if you're in an adult-only thing, you can talk adults. This is still a good conversation to have. So now that we've kind of talked about this big epic movie trailer, or this big epic movie that we get to be a trailer for, and how we can show and tell and be sent into the places that we live, what we want to do now is we actually want to pray for our kiddos. We want to commission you. Now, commission is a big fancy word, but you can kind of hear it, commission, right? It's a word that says we're sending you out on a mission. The truth is each one of you can go to spaces that I'm not allowed in, that your parents aren't allowed in. You get to have relationships with people that I don't get to have a relationship with. And so in some ways, you are perfectly made at the exact right age and time to go into the spaces that only you can go in and form relationships with people that only you can form relationships with. In that very particular way, God has sent you into your classrooms sent you to your teacher, sent you to your classmates in order to say, like, listen, there's good news. There's a kingdom. Are you sad right now? Don't worry. The kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God is here. If you're hurting right now, the kingdom of God is here in this place and there's no more pain. How can I help? How can I demonstrate? How can I show you that? And so we're going to send you out, but we want to pray for you because I know this is a big job. And I know that the Holy Spirit is going to have to be with you, guiding you and directing you to know how to do that and what that looks like. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to gather around our kiddos, 
and we're going to pray for them. And I'm not going to have the kids stand up because I know for some of them that's a little awkward, but, but you guys, if you're around your own kiddo and you want to just lay hands on them, that's a way that we say, hey, we're with you and we are praying for you and we want to support you because, guys, the entire body of believers, all of us in this congregation, we are cheering you on, not just your parents. All of us are cheering you on. We want to support you. We want to say, you got this. We want to encourage you. We want to help resource you in any way that we can so that you can do this because we love you and this is what you were created to do. All right, so let's go ahead and we're going to pray together. I'm going to start the prayer and then you guys are going to have an opportunity to pray for those kiddos that are around you. If you don't have a kiddo around you, I want to encourage you to move to a space where there is a kiddo. Maybe you know someone and you're like, oh no, I feel connected to that kid or I'm friends with their family and you want to move to that space, that's great. But I'm going to start praying and then I'm going to give you guys space to pray for them to pray for their teachers, to pray for the relationships that they're going to build, that they might be a, uh, uh, that they might demonstrate and show what this whole thing looks like. All right, ready? Let's pray together. Father God, we are so grateful that you have this amazing kingdom, that even though right now we might be experiencing hurt or experiencing pain or sadness in some way, that there might not feel like there's enough right now, we trust and know that your kingdom has come. And your kingdom's come because of Jesus, because you sent your son to merge heaven to earth. And so, Father God, we're looking for it. We want to be a part of it. We want to demonstrate that to the people around us. We believe that we have been sent into these spaces, that you have given a particular teacher to each one of these kids, and that the kids that are around them are there for a particular reason. And so, Father God, we ask that your Holy Spirit would guide them as they head back into school, that your Holy Spirit would keep them safe, that Jesus would dwell inside of them and that whenever they find themselves having gone the wrong direction, that they would be like the prodigal son that turns back to you and comes to you again and again and finds open arms. Father God, we pray for all these things. All right, parents and, and uh, mentors, you can go ahead and pray for the kids that are with you. All right, kiddos, once your parents are done, I want to invite you to pray for your teachers and your classmates. All right, I'm going to pray for the parents and the teachers, Father God, and our mentors. Father God, we um, believe that you have created us as a body for a reason, that, that we all work together. And so, Father God, I ask that you would pour down wisdom on parents during this season. Amen. To know what it is to parent and to love their kids well with patience and endurance to make wise choices as they try to figure out all the things, all the words to say, all the encouragement and the discipline. Father, we ask that you would be with our parents, guide and direct them. And Father God, we also pray for mentors, all of the people who maybe are mentoring somebody else's child in addition to their own, or their kids are grown up. Father God, we ask that you would give them wisdom because the reality is, is as parents, we can't do it alone. And sometimes it feels too hard to ask for help. And so we ask that you would embolden the mentors and the other um, adults in this room to come alongside us, to encourage us, to pour into our kids because we need it. Father God, we pray for our teachers. 
We specifically pray for Alicia and Mario and Carrie, members of our congregation who are teachers. Father God, we ask that you would empower them because they too are sent into the lives of the, our kids and the kids in this community. We ask that you would give them favor and blessing. Father, we ask that they would have support from us and from the parents and students in their community and their administrators. Father God, we desire to see your kingdom come in our schools. And so Father God, we uh, come before you and humbly ask knowing it is only you that changes and transforms all things and all spaces. We pray this in your holy and precious name. Amen.